0: Hi, this is Phil. This conversation went in an entirely different direction to what I expected, into something that we've not talked about much before on this podcast, but something that I do think plays a role in our lives. The conversation is much, much longer than the usual 40 to 50 minutes that I aim for, and I did consider splitting this episode into two parts. However, on reflection, I've chosen to release it as it is, almost 2 hours long because i think it is worth the investment of your time to listen and to do so as continuously as you choose here's episode 67
1: i really see where i stop myself i can i can see in my business and it's it's interesting because I can see more and more and more in my business where the where the borders are and the limits are. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't believe I could do that. Oh, like, look at me. I just have a ceiling on this. Like, it's like I can really see it today in kind, kind of where it stops, why it's shaped the way that it is today.
0: Welcome to the Coaching Life Podcast, the number one real and raw podcast for coaches where we brush away any photoshopping to give you an unfiltered look at what it's like to live a coaching life. So I'm going to let you into a little secret that's really not so secret. Are you ready? Okay, here's how this whole coaching thing looks to me in relation to the three principles it looks to me like there are plethora, there is a plethora of people out there who have come across the three principles understanding, even gone through some formal coaching training in one of the well-known schools or academies who want to be of service to people, share their understanding and help people, yet still struggle to make a living or create a sustainable business around the principles, around the three Ps. And despite what some teachers might tell you, in my experience, and indeed that of the clients I've helped in this respect, there's a lot more to building a sustainable coaching business than even what we might call an embodied understanding of the principles. This is something I've talked about in my own program for coaches, which, uh, okay, a little plug, I will be running again soon, by the way. So contact me if that's something you might like um, to know more about. Um, yeah, it's something I talk about in that program. And whilst we perhaps can deconstruct everything down to grounding or understanding of the principles, I think it is helpful to look beyond that or rather to look at the form of that to what it is that helps someone build a successful coaching practice. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you'll know that there are many things at play. There are some principles, of course, to that. Um, I talk a lot about connection here, but there are many things that are at play, and that's why I think um, one-to-one coaching around that, around building a coaching practice, can be much more helpful than looking for a one-size-fits-all strategy. Um, One observation I have made is that a lot of coaches that I know who are rocking it, so we say, in taking this understanding out into the world, and in particular into business, are not necessarily also spending a lot of time hanging out with other coaches and entering to long debates on social media about the differences between thought and thinking and all that kind of stuff but you know what today's guest is a little bit your is a little bit unique because well, he's very unique actually because he's one of the few people I know that seems to really enjoy that aspect hanging out on social media and I'm going to ask him a bit about that but I also think he's doing pretty well he's been coaching for for over 11 years He works um, primarily in organizations with teams and leaders, coaching executives, helping them understand the role of um, state of mind and helping them perform and get the results that they want with ease. And um, as I said, he's also someone I've very much enjoyed interacting with on social media. So I thought it'd be wonderful to get him on the show and get behind the scenes a little and learn how he has created his coaching life. So big warm welcome. Hello, Dominic Scafidi.
1: Hey, thank you, Phil. Thanks <laughs> for the invitation. Glad to be here.
0: Oh, I'm so pleased actually that you that you accepted. Like I say, I've enjoyed, um, yeah, not not only just interacting with you, but observing. You know, um, that whole social media piece. I know, like you, um, looks like um, you're doing pretty well. People don't drive around in Teslas, uh, you know, unless they're, <laughs> unless they're doing okay, right? So. Um, it looks like you're doing pretty well, um, but you also enjoy that social interaction on on Facebook, for example, in a couple of the groups. Anyway, what what is that about for you? What what has you continue with that?
1: Yeah, well, um, the community in terms of the the those places, the three principles community and several of those groups, uh, actually continue to hone and build the grounding even further. And what's really great in those groups is the way people ask questions. And I love the rigor by which you just can't give a Bullshit answer because they'll just come right back at you and and not many places have this sort of rigor that Challenges your clarity like your own clarity about something. So for me I I'm getting a lot of value out of clarifying and being challenged to articulate um what i see in terms of in my grounding in a way that people really get it and that is incredibly useful in my paid coaching so i will continue to be participating (laughs)
0: because it's very happy to hear that brilliant so yeah let's let's go back to the beginning then so so 11 years just a little bit of backstory to help um, our listeners understand who you are and, and from where you've come um yeah, What what is it that, how did you get into coaching in the first place? I think you, you, you already said um, in our previous conversation, you came across the principles a little bit later, so what was it yeah. that got you into coaching?
1: Yeah, well, okay, so that probably goes to, uh, you know, what's my life's purpose, which is something I, I articulated somewhere in my later 20s. And uh, I'm I'm 55 today, right? Or not today, but <laughs> now. <laughs> so, uh, so somewhere there is where I first articulated to say my life, my purpose is to awaken greatness. And and that wasn't like this thing I created. It was like a discovery, like a uh, wow. This like when I kind of wrote it or heard it or it just kind of came up this my life my purpose of my life is to awaken greatness it was like oh my god that's it it was like it was like just this clarity that sort of explained me (laughs) and and what drove me and where my you know all the the motivation was so um the reason I bring that up is because that is a theme in terms of when it then comes to what do I do and, and, and how that's all evolved. So I, before coaching, I had a 20 year corporate career with very large organizations, uh, multinational global organizations. That career began in sales initially. And then upon this sort of uh, discovery of what my real purpose is, I, I transitioned out of sales, which I was very successful, by the way. I was in sales, sales management, like all of that. Then I transitioned into human resources. Uh, as you can imagine, that's even closer to an idea of my purpose to awaken greatness. Yeah. HR would be a great place, yeah. potentially. To, so that's what I thought, and I transitioned into HR. There were, you know, learning and development roles in their, um, organizational development, beginning to work with leaders and helping them with their teams. So human resources was a great way to do that. And then, um, yeah, I had so different experiences, different organizations. Ultimately, in my corporate world, um, I was a vice president of human resources was the last role that I held in a very large uh, organization, Canada's largest private employer. Um, and so 11 years ago, um, I, I basically uh, that uh, left that it was uh, in a restructure Okay. So I was basically it was instant. right? So going from that to boom, I'm out of that whole corporate thing and completely on my own. And um, I actually took a bit of a pause in there where I was like, well, so what's next? What do I do next? And it was really funny because the only clarity I had was is I think I'm done with this job thing. And so (laughs) how's that for clarity? What the hell are you supposed to do with that? The only thing I'm clear about is I think I'm done with it, but then what? And so, and, and then with somewhere out of there, then is where this idea of coaching and being a coach kind of evolved. Uh, and, and that arose up in, out of that.
0: (laughs) Cool. You know, that, that piece as well, though, by the way, I think it's, it, it can be really helpful to see that in that we can I've been in situations where I had been like I felt I wanted to go in a particular duration but I hadn't like chosen or decided for what a better terminology right and, and really so I it, in fact one example was me choosing to leave my corporate job my son would often make fun of me because I actually spoke about it for about two years until I did it mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so he would like text me, "Have you quit yet?" kind of thing, you know. And this went on, like I say, for quite some time, and I, and I think there was an element of not really knowing what I wanted to do next. I was I was actually coaching as a on, on the side, if you like, for this as it was kind of a professional hobby at that time. So I knew that that I had that in me that I wanted to, to do something with that, but I didn't think, okay, this is it. This is my mm-hmm. career. And it wasn't until, like, getting rid of the noise, I guess, yes, around yes. it that we were able to see what's next. Is that how it was for you?
1: Oh, that's a, such a good description. Because um, the getting rid of the noise is really the the part that... Um, w- when I remember being in my... Um, uh, you know, when I decided to be a co... Like, the whole thing kind of built, right? So... First I came out and then there was the self-employment thing about, you know, I was astonished that Wow, I could just like make money without being on payroll. Like, I, who knew you could do this? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was, so I was, uh, you know, I remember taking a, like a first kind of consulting type thing where I was going to do some training about, you know, managing people. And then I send off this invoice, which I had to figure out how to even make an invoice. What, yeah. what, what is that? Right. So I send off this invoice, then I get a check. And I'm like, look at that! <laughs> you just, you know, they uh, you send an invoice and people send you money. <laughs> it's like, and so without being on payroll, without like working for somebody, right? Yeah. So there, that was a bit of a getting used to. But um, once once I got this coach thing, it was so uh, obvious in terms of that this is who I am, what I do. And uh, there was a rather emotional point in, um, I did my coaching certification in a graduate, uh, it's a graduate certification in executive coaching uh, through Royal Roads University. It's in Canada, it's out in Victoria, British Columbia, not far from Salt Spring Island, oh. <laughs> which I knew nothing about at the time, but um, so I remember sitting there, it was the end of the program. So we'd been months together and there was some, you know, residency components. And uh, so we're in a closing circle. We're now certified coaches. We've passed. We've done, you know, all the sort of Off components. Off you go. yep. <laughs> and um, it was so emotional because I just saw that the only thing that had fallen away was a whole bunch of thinking hmm. that, that this is something that I really could have entered or been decades earlier. And, and I mean like through that, you know, you look at early 20s and late 20s and that I said, you know, awaken greatness, you know, you would have this feedback around, wow, you know, I really like talking to you. I get so much value from our conversations. Makes such a difference for me in my relationship or my career or whatever. So you have this kind of feedback. And um what I saw sitting in that, you know, graduate graduation part is I saw, my God, it was it this it has always lived for me as if it were art. It it was sort of like someone saying to me, wow, you really play guitar amazingly well. You are such a great painter, or whatever they'd say. And I'd go, in my head, I'd go, yeah, well, so what? Now, let's let's talk about how you, you know, what about a career? Like, let's get serious yeah. now, right? So there's something in coaching that was so perfect. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and And so exactly what you said It was the thing that needed to happen was the thinking fell off of that for the coach to be a viable, you could actually do this (laughs) as a living, right? Uh, There were so many beliefs. You can't do this. This is just the most natural. Who's going to pay for this? This isn't something that is real, (laughs) A whole bunch of noise,
0: (laughs) and I and I I wonder, you know, contrary might be jumping around a little bit here, but I'm wondering how whether that's whether any of that kind of thinking still
1: shows up. Um. Oh yeah. So you you, you'll get and I sorry, and I do. I'll get (laughs) glimpses of it. It's interesting how it occurs today, though. Mm. Um, Okay. So there is very slight. Uh. Mm, I don't. I'm trying to think if there's any, ever any slight ugly ones, right? Like this is BS. There's no. See, it's it's all gonna fall <laughs> apart, right? Like, but there 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 for sure there could be. Like if I have a bad um, coaching conversation or a session or a, like a team session, I'm like, oh man, that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> How could <can> this even? <laughs> Like, so the whole thing will fall apart like that. But the other way that it shows up, the thinking, is more of a pinching myself because I'll be in the middle of this or in a coaching conversation or working with a, um, a team, an executive team. And it's kind of like, my God, I can't believe that I could do this and be paid as well as I'm paid. Like, I can't believe that I could just have conversations Hmm. like who who came up with this how does this work (laughs) that you just do who you are and that that's the sort of your maximum earning potential. I don't know I don't know because right? yeah. <laughs> in my in my life, this is my maximum earning potential. It's you know, despite the fact that I was an executive in very large organizations, it pales in comparison to you know the abundance that's available as you actually just do who you are.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. Oh. I love that. I love that. Um, so there was a little piece in there, by the way, that I don't really want to brush over. I just want to go back to. So I don't know whether I you said it and I didn't hear it. Um, I, I'm intrigued. Like, was there something that happened that had you look at coaching, or
1: is it? Did it just
0: come to you? What?
1: Oh, what, oh, um, yeah. So, so coaching. Uh, obviously, because I had an HR background, human yeah. resources. Um, I'd, I knew of coaching and was familiar with coaching. Okay. Um, however, it was, you know, in the earliest point where it showed up was somewhere in my 20s where I, I had discovered this kind of purpose in life. and And so that's kind of the first time I got a glimpse of coaching or what coaching is. But it's now so this goes to the noise, right? The noise was that's for other people. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like, like, <laughs> like, 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 and, and here's what's funny. I had a, um, you know, when I was in, uh, you know, one of my corporate roles, I had a person who worked for me and, uh, she was, uh, it, you know, and I would coach her and help her and all of this. Well, she eventually, she, uh, uh, l- eventually left, eventually went on to out onto her own became this consultant uh, and coach. I remember thinking, "Oh my god, look at that. Look at the courage. How does somebody go do this thing that's kind of like out there? That's, you know, with no sort of organization around it or whatever." And so I'm I was familiar with it, but that the weight of the belief, the weight of the thought and the thinking around the plausibility viability is this actually something that you know you could do um was completely a yeah. <laughs> and and then um actually the way you asked what what happened in the very end uh uh the the pivotal moment so after you know so self-employment and i was um on my um, on my own And this is where then this idea of coaching became more and more clear, because the first year I didn't know what I was. If you asked me, I would say, oh, I'm um, I'm an HR consultant. So tell me, you know, what's going on in your business. And, you know, I could do training. I could do things like this. But what I realized out of doing it is that that was not where my passion was. Right? Human resources, like performance management and you know, systems, compensation, and benefit. Like this, I realized this is not what I'm passionate about, and um, so I I reconnected, and this is pretty amazing. Is I reconnected with a person I hadn't spoken to in years, and I'm going to say like 20 years who or 30 who I'd known back in those early days, and she had. Gone through, had had a career in coaching, and she sat. We just sat. It was networking. We just sat and talked. Yeah. She said, um, "Dominic, why don't you be a coach, right?" <laughs> and and it was so funny that you need someone to tell you. She said, "Why don't you be a coach? Like, why don't you just do that?" And uh, and then she said, "You know, you do. You'll need to get certified. You can't just." Don't be like everybody else and hang out a shingle or whatever. Like, just you're gonna need because you know if you're gonna work in the corporate world. So she's like, you're, and, and it's so funny because there was something about that that I really heard it and it seemed to penetrate, and then it became a possibility. <laughs> it
0: was like- Beautiful. So where were clients first coming from uh, after? I mean, I guess yeah. After your accreditation, like what what was next? Um, and how yeah. long did it take you? to to build um yeah the kind of business that you could live from yeah
1: yeah well within a year i had the kind of business that uh was at an equivalent uh, to an executive level compensation in a large organization so i'm gonna say it was pretty instant um but this but now you're touching on a part which is uh which really is on. I'm going to say for most people will be unusual and non-traditional in yes. terms of the way that I build business, um, the way that I create anything in my life. Um, that that you're you, you know when you go into that realm, uh, that is everything that is created is created in your mind by a thought. It is first created in your mind by a thought and. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not shocking you by saying that or any of the Three Principles people who who, who have heard that. But the difference with me is, is that um, there is a link and an interest to manifestation. In Three Principles, there's a very strong focus and interest in the formless. And all the answers are in the formless, and let's have conversations in the formless. But we are separating when we do that. Mm-hmm. You can have a conversation about anything and discover truth, right? And so my interest in the formless is very, very high, because that's where all the grounding has. But there, you, if you stop there, you are seeing separation because formless does not exist somewhere what you live in is the formless expressed as form that is what you are living that who you are is the pure potential and possibility of the universe expressing itself through this perspective and you create your own reality, and you always are creating your own reality. So anytime you look at anything, including your business or clients or money or any of that stuff, you are creating all of that. Now, pe- pe- people will go, wait, wait, wait a minute. You, you know, the little me, the ego, the who said anything about the little you and the ego? Don't assume who I'm talking to. And this is the way this is the way I speak because the little you the ego is completely illusory. There's no such thing. There is only infinite potential and possibility of the universe expressing itself through your unique perspective. And so when I'm speaking to someone I speak to all of that. I do not speak to their little person who's trying to create a coaching business or any other thing. (laughs)
0: And I love that we've dived right in there actually, because um, I think there is this, uh, an understanding and it's not incorrect, but it's incomplete as you've, as you've said that in, in the principles community that when we, when we say we're creating our reality, it's like we're creating an experience. Okay. We're creating the experience of what's going on. So there's this world out there. There's this physical world. Well, at least appears to exist, and quite frankly, not really interested in that <laughs> conversation. But anyway, there's this, there's this world, and then we're creating in us, if you like, this, this experience of that. But what you're actually saying, what I'm hearing from you, which I agree with, because when I look backwards, it, it definitely looks the way you're describing, is there's this manifestation piece that, no, we're creating it all.
1: All of it. All of it, and, and and so if you look, um, I'm 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 holding this, you know, a mug, and um, th- th- this mug was once thought mm-hmm. in someone's mind. So first off, we're not seeing anything that is not thought. We're not seeing we're not seeing a manifested form of that energy. Everything that we're experiencing seeing is but but my curiosity is but wait a minute if thoughts turn to things because they do mm-hmm. because they do thoughts turn to things thoughts turn to money or lack thereof <laughs> thoughts turn to teslas right yep. <laughs> i i'm driving one yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, but but even you look at a tesla You look at a tesla that was once thought yeah Yeah. so the curiosity we can be interested as interested as we like in the formless nature of thought and the you know but how is that vibration that energy that spiritual uh form of it well you are separating when you talk like that there is no such thing there is only a spiritual energy manifesting itself into form, so that and it is being experienced. There isn't some spiritual energy someplace separate than here. Yeah. There is not. So the more you start, you that you look to some other place to get yourself grounded, and then you know maybe if you're lucky from the grounding, then maybe that's going to influence here in form. You're dealing with separation, and there is none. <laughs> so somehow thoughts become things, and I am curious as heck about that, and that part is where i've done a lot of uh, additional you know sort of studying and kind of exploring which goes beyond where generally you can take any like if you engage uh, most in the three principles community in a conversation about form they back right off they back right off and they tell you that you are looking in the wrong direction You are looking in the wrong direction. Don't be talking the how-to questions. Don't be talking how you do this (laughs) or that. That's the wrong direction. Sid said, right, formless, form, and then the allness. The allness, how can you talk about the wrong direction? Yeah, yeah. And the right direction, unless you've separated something. If you've separated something, then you will find a wrong direction and a right direction. But that separation is a complete illusion. Love that. You're just some misperception. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's uh, And you've explained that actually with a clarity that I've not heard before. So thank you. Yeah, I love that. And um, but if I'm if you know somebody's listening to this, and right, like, okay, okay, then um, Dominic, what are you alluding to? Are you talking? Are we talking about law of attraction, manifesting, and frequent You know, energies, frequencies. So how how does that apply to me? Um, if I'm sitting here and I'm struggling to um, create clients and to create an income, um, how, what what is it that I need to be doing or changing in relation yeah. to this?
1: Yeah. Well, this this is the part where uh, and, and um, I want to be sure that the way I speak in the tone is not misconstrued as making anything wrong. Right. So that's absolutely not yeah, it. Cool. The value. Uh, by the way, and this is just the way I am in terms of when I speak. And you asked me earlier. I have a Sicilian heritage. I was born there, so so I speak with a passion. And
0: yeah, you know, uh, I mean, see, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this conversation. My hands, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. So 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 uh, and you know, and it's all really only an emphasis. I'm trying to emphasize certain yeah. things, right? Thank you. So um, this is where I really appreciate the rigor in the three principles when it comes to this idea of grounding. Because, you know, when a person will say, okay, so I get all that, and so then just tell me what do I need to do? (laughs) What do I need to do to actually get a business and get clients and whatever? Well, careful, because you start running off there. The trouble is you're running off there and asking the question, from a vibration and set of beliefs that this is hard, there's a scarcity to it, there's not a lot of them out there. And so now, Dominic, given the picture I just painted to you about a reality that is hard with not a lot of clients and difficult to get, can you tell me what it is I need to do in that reality? And it's like, that's just painful. If we need to work in this reality that, that you're talking about and you're asking me the question, what did you do, right? Like when, when someone says it that way. So, so you want to get that you are creating your own reality. I'm, I, I certainly, you know, if I'm working with someone, I won't be teaching them that. That is something that they are already doing. I'll wake them up to it. <laughs> but but there's no teaching here. Life is teaching you. Life is teaching you about how you create your life as well as everything in it first via thought and then it has manifested. Now, you may have things in your life that you don't want and you may have conditions and situations in your life that you uh, don't value or appreciate, or and you say uh, that's bullshit. Because if I was creating my life, I certainly wouldn't be creating this bank account. Right? And I and and I say you are creating it. It is. It can only ever be created first in your mind by a thought. I just did. I'm not saying you did it deliberately, but you are doing it. You are doing it. And that's the only way it can be there is because you are doing it. You don't wake up in the morning, check your bank account and are in shock that it is, you know, at the level that it is. You fully expected it to be there. You're not in shock that clients don't come, that clients are hard to come by. It fits your expectation. It fits the world that you have constructed via thought. And... So you first want to see how you've created what you're creating before asking the question, how do I get clients? What do you mean how do you get clients? You've created a world where, and a reality where clients are difficult to come by and there are not a lot of them out there and they don't wanna pay you either. So you've created that and now you're asking the question, it's too. It's kind of out there, right? So, a,
0: so, yeah. There's a couple of things here, and I, and I agree with you that I can see. And I, it, when I've spoken about this particular subject with people, as it's looking backwards, that it, 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 To me, it seems really obvious. It's happened with um, cars, with 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 girlfriends, with all kinds of things. You know, that um, I, I, I guess I have an increased awareness. Even recently, I get you know I get bumped into, oh yeah, I remember I've been creating this and looking back and realizing, yeah, I've been putting all this energy into what I don't want. And I'd invite anybody to just take a few breaths and just consider how much energy are you putting into what you don't want in your life? Um, Because I think that's really what you're speaking to there. Right. And uh, there was, a, there was a, I can't remember who it was. I, I heard it's in an audio book. Um, a woman gave a wonderful example of this in that she talks about there being a bit of a delay. It could be practically instant, but um, we're creating something. But then we're focusing on what's already here. So we're putting all the energy into what has been created rather than the process of creation. And right. she talks about like, well, if you like you banged your arm perhaps on a door handle the bruise might not appear for a couple of days and it's like, okay, the bruise is here and you might put all your energy and focus on the fact that I have a bruise on my arm. Whereas, you know, the bruise came from, was created from something that happened from mm-hmm. a process of creation. You know, there was a process of create from a process of creation a couple of days before that. Right. So, Can you speak to that in in, well, in, so, in the context yeah. of this?
1: Right, that's good because if we say thoughts become things and then we look and I see this mug or a Tesla and you go, how did thoughts become things? Well, the way they become things is through a an increased density of thought. Th- the things that you see it are all made of thought that has been thought upon longer. The things that you see are made out of thought thought that has been thought upon more. So it's been thought upon longer and thought upon by more. Right? So so <clears throat> you imagine the in, in a piece of art or anything is the, the care and attention and love that fl- has flowed to something like that. You imagine how much consciousness that that thing is infused with. It arises in consciousness but it is and it is an expression of the pure potential and possibility of consciousness but but someone focused it into being someone focused it in someone cared enough yeah. to turn pure potential and possibility and to then express it so that it could be experienced So now this is where you said law of attraction. Um, That word in the 3P, or that kind of principle or law in the 3P community is, um, I I, I don't want to criticize, but, it it, you know, because legitimately it is uh, is so misused. And uh, there's a plus and a minus when The Secret came out, really, you know, kind of built um, uh, 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 like a popularity for it but the pro the problem with it was it's created a ridiculously simplistic view of uh, like Santa Claus. So you're like, <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you saying that if I just uh, imagine a Tesla, then <laughs> one day it'll show up? Is that how is that what you're talking? So you're saying we just imagine the well, client?
0: You know, I th- I just think that word there is unhelpful is attraction, because if we considered it as a law of creation rather than law of attraction. Nice. That nice. would be
1: more helpful. Nice. Nice. Now. OK, so but here's the part where it is a law. So, by the way, my studying of that predates three principles and and uh, and uh, it flirted with uh, the secret, which quickly became B.S. Uh, I I don't even know if I ever did. Did I ever? I can't remember if I ever But anyway, that never was it. But what, what was it was the teachings of Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. So that goes back about 10, 11 years, really early on in my uh, self-employment and building of, the, of my business. And, but the teachings of Abraham Hicks are a deep spiritual understanding of what is this. And um, so that understanding and, and Abraham Hicks, for those who don't know, there's a woman called Esther Hicks who channels uh, collective consciousness. Uh, uh, the name is Abraham; it is not a person, it is not a an entity; it is just a collective consciousness with a name, a label. So, um, so the teachings of Abraham Hicks uh, is where I, you know, learned and uh, come to understand more and more uh in that and by the way when i say this you never want to get to a place of uh, believing anything like so it's not like i believe any of this what it is is a discovery or an insight of my god that is the way that it works that it works that way so what what law of attraction really talks about is Here's what we'll all agree on is that we that there is nothing here there is only energy right? so there's only vibration there's right and then it kind of somehow condenses itself into these things But once you talk energy and vibration, you are looking at frequencies. Sid talked about levels of consciousness, which you could call frequencies, different channels that are there, right? At the highest levels of energy is, you know, things like pure clarity, joy, peace, and love, and Mm -hmm. lower vibrations and energies have, you know, anxiety and all of that. So we are uh, an energy, and we are tuning in that way so what happens is we tune so you know how there's that debate the debate about well are you thinking thoughts do you have any control over thoughts whatever (laughs) well right well but here so this is where law of attraction is useful you're tuned a particular way you're tuned and in that tuning thoughts come thoughts come so if you tune your station on a radio to the sad music so do you control thought do you control it well no because you're not the one putting on the music Right? you're not the one you don't even know the next song that's gonna come yeah, on right right so do you control thought no you don't the thought just comes now but what law of attraction says is that the law the the thoughts come in the frequency to which you are tuned So what you, and as you give it more attention, the attraction gets stronger and stronger, always on the same frequency. As you notice that you don't have enough money, or as you notice that clients are difficult to come by, and by the way, if you read a book about it, how difficult it is to have come, clients and how hard it is to get them by the way if you have a conversation with other coaches about how they also are experiencing a challenge of getting paying clients you are so in tune with the frequency of that scarcity now as you sit in your room wondering about how to get clients you are so tuned in to the frequency of the scarcity of them that the only thoughts you have access to or how difficult it is, how impossible it is. And some justification or rationalization for the people that do have clients, well, they're lucky or they do this or it's because they have a blah, 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 like you'll justify and make it up in all kinds of ways. It will all fit the thinking that you've got. And now, are you in control of that thinking? Maybe, but, but it's coming at you pretty hard. And by the way, the longer you've been thinking it, the harder it's coming at you because law of attraction makes it so, right? So, but you got to get interested in a different station. If you don't like these sad songs, you actually do not have to stay here. You don't have to stay here. You can tune away from it to the pop music station, to the energy station. You can actually tune anywhere, and different, uh, different. you tune into different possibilities, different realities can be available to you there. But the way that that's done is um, what Sid said. You need to follow the feeling. So as you're sitting here feeling like shit, because the music is crap, You've got to be interested in feeling better. Abraham says, nothing is more important than that you feel good. Nothing is more important than you feel good. And why? Because when you feel good, you are in alignment with all of who you are. When you are feeling bad, you are disconnected. You are that little ego you who is out here in the manifested world, in, um, in uh, just really looking at the scarcity and the difficulty and the challenge. But who you really are never has that kind of a challenge. You can be or do or have anything. You can create anything you want. Because the creation of it begins first in your mind. You can think anything. So
0: I'm curious then Dominic bringing it back to you thank you because it's a you know it's a it's a wonderful subject to explore I'd like to bring it back to you because yeah. um so how how has that understanding um I guess I want, to, I want to go back to the doing piece rather than this being. Yeah, you know? yeah. So what is it that you, you've been doing perhaps differently that others might not have been? Because I'm guessing that for you, from what you've said and picking up on your energy, that whole client, client creation piece and owning a Tesla and whatever, that's, there's an ease to that, right? Yes. And, I, and I can look yeah. back at things that have gone well um, in my life. There's been an ease to it. Absolutely, and yes. um, sometimes to this to the extent I think, well, yeah, I guess, yeah, it's great. It doesn't even feel like it's a big deal, you know, uh, right, right. Which which to me shows that yeah, we're really then in tune with possibility and creation because we're not even making it a big deal. Because like, for it to be a big deal, we have to believe, you know, we have to be thinking around that it that that it has perhaps a degree of possibility, you know, um, right. or a degree right. of difficulty. Yeah. Yes. Um so it, it. so I kind of yep. really get that the stuff that just happened like I mean it's funny really. The car I've currently got it's I've had my current car by the way. I just really like it. I realized the other day I've had it 11 years so it's uh it's my longest relationship. So <laughs> um <laughs> but that came about like uh you know it's a, it's a big Mercedes car it was very expensive when I bought it and what have you and I couldn't I didn't have the means to to buy it, right? But I went and looked at it. And um, interesting. I really, I just, I liked it, but I was cool with not having it. But I, I just liked it. Like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have one. Don't know when, but I am going to have one. And like out of the blue, literally out of the blue, um, got an email around as in a, a contracting consultancy role at the time. They were doing a, a what they called a market realignment of fees, and got a huge rise in my fee that I didn't even ask for. And so then went out and bought the car and that just happened in the space of a month or two, you know, and there's just this unbelievable ease to it. But that's just like one example. Um, And I can, I can look back at this on both sides of the coin. I can see like where relationships perhaps have gone south and I can see how I have created that because of what I brought into that. So I'm wondering for you, bringing it back to you, Dominic, like if we were watching you, what would we have seen?
1: What? So, yeah, uh, I think I'm going to point to several things. The very beginning, uh, a point in in the middle that was looking bad (laughs) after going well, because that could be useful. Uh, And and then just to be clear, uh, I have my own limitations today. Yeah, I really see where I stop myself. I can I can see in my business and it's it's interesting because i can see more and more and more in my business where the where the borders are and the limits are and i'm like oh my god i don't believe i could do that like look at me i just have a ceiling on this like it's like i can really see it today in kind kind of where it stops why it shaped the way that it is today so if you go back to the beginning but by the way everything i'm going to talk about you just said really we could get we could have gotten all of that out of your story with them with the mercedes Be- because there are so many elements in that story yeah, yeah. where you you had a thought it, it's kind of like it arose the part about that is a thought arose it is not conjured. Um, a Mercedes is kind of an excuse for the 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 urge within you. It just kind of got matched up with Mercedes as the is kind yeah. of like a an icon to manifest the who yeah. you actually energetically. Uh, want. ever everything you want, Abraham says everything you want, be it money, relationships, no matter what. A thing so let's, let's be
0: clear for people who don't like German cars listening to this it doesn't have to
1: be a Mercedes right I mean (laughs) no no yeah, yeah but everything you want is because you believe you will feel better in the having of it everything you want is because you believe you will feel better in the having of it we are energetic beings we are vibrational beings when we limit ourselves with thought it feels bad it feels bad to be there in a scarcity or not living your potential. Everything you want is because you believe you will feel better in the having of it. How do you feel better with less limits, with less limits? You are limiting yourself and then you're the life force that is expressing through this form, that perspective is wanting more expression and you hold it back with limits with thinking that is rigid and and then it has this urge and this desire to feel better and then an idea pops into your head and it says mercedes if i had a mercedes then then i'll feel right so it all it is is an icon right but then notice what you said about it you said I kind of dropped it. I didn't really care if I got it or not anyway. There's there was nothing like, on it. Yeah. It wasn't like, a ta- like now you weren't striving. Like, I need a Mercedes. <laughs> I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. So there's a lot of elements in how you describe it. Right? But I digress. <laughs> so my coaching business early on, uh, so zero clients, right? When I start, I I have this idea, zero clients. So I have a coach at the time. Uh, Who who um, was uh, really I hired the coach to help me to transition from my Kind of early self-employment into coaching and now my coach is a traditional coach, right? Not kind of like 3p or us or you know any of this energy (laughs) thing. the woo-woo stuff so <laughs> my coach says okay all right great so let's look at this how are you gonna do this uh, between now and our next session what are some things that you're gonna put in place and whatever so and I found myself saying right I uh, well I think I'm gonna go have some conversations with people in my network I'll go for coffee and I and and, and she says good so how many conversations will you have between now and our next session <laughs> and I say 10 and we're done that call and off I go right so I I have, I set up a coffee. I have one, I have two. By the third one, I go, yeah, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> I This selling or persuading somebody or kind of a weird thing, whatever it is that's going on, I'm not going to do this. And so we get on the next call and uh, she says, how'd it go? I go, well, I learned a lot. I said I, you know, I learned that that didn't feel right to me. That felt like struggle or hard, and I'm not committed to that. I'm I I, I want this to grow effortlessly or organically. She was a good coach, and so she, as opposed to any sort of pushback or judgment, she says, "Oh, um, okay. So um, how do you intend to get clients or build?" And what comes out of my mouth. That shocks me as it does is I said, Wow, I'm gonna attract them. I'm going to attract them, I say. And I go, What? <laughs> In my own head. I'm like, <laughs> what? What does that even mean? Right? And so um what what happened was I just um started looking at how how do I soften my how do I soften my insistence on that there's a process to this. It takes a while. It's hard to do. You've got to do step one, step two, step three, because I know you do. That's the only way you could get clients. Like they can't just show up. They're not gonna show up out of anywhere. And um, there's a bit of a long, is a bit of a long story, but I'm sitting out front on a beautiful day, uh, just um, uh, journaling, loving, appreciating the flowers and the everything that's going on i'm in i will say the highest vibration just it's so appreciative of my life and everything like going on when i pick up my iphone and an email comes in and it's an email from an hr exec who it's a sunday by the way right an hr exec who um I have not spoken to her in years. We, we did, to maybe, who knows, years ago, something. And she's got me, I guess, on some sort of a big list of contacts. And this email comes out that uh, is a blast. And it's about, you know, it's, it's a personal thing about what's happening with the child and is performing somewhere and if you wanna go and watch or whatever, right? And by the way, it's pretty impressive because this child's achieved something and it's big and has been. So I read that and I put it back down and I'm back in the space and I have a thought. I have a thought like, you should respond to that email. Like, I'll tell you, by the way, I had lots of thoughts. I had the Oh, yeah, another person just trying to, like, blasting. Like, she doesn't know. Like, she just blasts me, right, with this whole thing. I'm just part of who knows how many hundred, right, that it goes out. And it's a little bit annoying what she's trying to do, like, you know. Get but those people.
0: kind of thoughts don't feel good, do they?
1: They don't.
0: And there's a clue there, they isn't they there?
1: Don't. Do you notice? See, you're onto to it, Phil. You're on to it. You see the difference in yeah. the thinking? Yeah. That thought is shit. That is not my source energy thinking that Do you thought. want to
0: take any kind of action on
1: that thought that feels crap? Totally. Yeah. And, you know, in that thought that felt crap said, delete the email. Right? Because it's, it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. You're on a blast list. You delete the email. For some reason, I just placed my phone down. But again, notice the vibration I was in. Because <laughs> I had been journaling and things were great. I had another thought i had what would it be like to be a parent that has a child that has achieved that level of mm. artistic talent nice nice and i'm like i don't know where that thought came from but i had that thought and i thought wow i can really get the pride in that and now Again, a person I don't know and I don't know very well, I pick up the damn phone, I hit reply to her, and I said, you know, wow, you must be so proud. This is incredible to have a child who's achieved this thing um, and now to be performing and to be doing this, and that happens. I put the phone back down and three minutes later i get boom a reply the reply was like wow dominic ah uh, thanks for getting it thanks for really getting this right this is i am proud of this this is i think you know she, she my daughter whatever. this is an amazing thing right and this is the most exciting thing that's going on and blah 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 and the bottom of the email says, By the way, what are you doing now? <laughs> what, are, what are you doing? I reply, I say executive coaching. She replies, executive coaching? Could we have breakfast next week? Because there is something I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. We got a you know a, a you senior vice yeah. president, right? Okay, so how do you manifest clients like that? There's a lot in that story and there are pieces in that story. That's how clients come. You don't it's not targeted, it is not anything. It is a knowing that the universe knows what I want. The universe knows what's perfect for me. And when I'm in the when I am tuned and trusting, this is the kind of thing that happens. Where did your email from Mercedes come from? When it tunes that way this is how it happens and you can discard it as synchronicity and um and not notice or you can study it i have studied it
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so if somebody is listening to this i'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here okay because uh, i do i've i've played with this and uh, i certainly don't have it down but i i, I can just see so so clearly um, how this is at play. Um, so it's really been super helpful and fascinating listening to you. But if somebody's listening to this and um, they're, they're along the lines of, so is this really about me managing my energy and managing my thinking?
1: Um, I, so that's a great question. And what's helped me to clarify it, this is why I appreciate three principles and I continue, like, you know the groups and the debates and all that stuff i appreciate it because it challenges the rigor of my own understanding more and more and more you see had you asked me way back then i would not have been as rigorous and i would have said yes you need to always think good thoughts and you've got to be right but but what three principles kept challenging me and 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 others in the community is like that is bullshit you're not actually thinking these thoughts you're not right so there's like a lot of which forced me to go deeper than surface it forced me to go deeper and to look and so you know when you said what are you managing thought are you you know no that's a waste of time because the problem is that you'll manage thought from the thought-constructed reality you've got, right? So now you try to, imagine trying to change a thought of scarcity of clients to one of abundance. Well, you can't get there from here. So if you sit there with thinking and playing with it and and re-engineering, like engineering a better thinking, um, it's way too hard. It's hard work, like because you're not actually at the source of thought. You, you, by you changing it you're not at the source of it you're now dealing with what's already manifested attempting to change the thing so
0: i'm poking around at my bruise on my arm yeah trying to make the bruise better yeah
1: yeah transformation happens at prior to the thinking that's manifested and this is why i was sitting in the front of my house just in a in a pure appreciation the vibration of that had nothing to do with my thinking like i wasn't in my thinking i was in my feeling it's in a feeling Uh, however the okay however you've asked something really important you can have such doubt and i did by the way as this stuff progressed um and and then there was a practice i came up with to sort of soothe myself now, caveat, do not listen to this and copy it. It is not like, this is not a technique here, but I'm just going to tell you what happened in my experience. As so then as this stuff started to happen that where I would get random emails, I'd be in a conversation with someone having coffee when all of a sudden they would say things like, um, you know, I think I want to introduce you to so-and-so. That They've been talking to me about such and such a thing. Like, in other words, so I would be getting these connections, these things. Um, but they seem to be magic. Right? So now the minute they're magic, all that that means is you don't understand You don't understand what's going on. So you're just calling it magic, right? But nothing works by magic. Things only work by law. So there is a law to it and you're just not getting the law. That's all there is. But what I started to see was I had these doubts like that. This is crazy. You can't run a business like this. But you don't even have a plan. How do you expect to be building a business, let alone sustain it, when you have nothing here from a business development perspective or any of that? So then I said, okay, well, I'm going to need something. I'm going to need a structure. And the structure I come up with, you're going to laugh, is I'm going to do this attraction journal. So when all these synchronicities happen, I'm going to write them down. So I began this thing. I decided I'm going to put it in Evernote. And basically what it's going to say is June the 3rd email from so-and-so regarding coaching pro uh, thing, uh, you know, June the 5th uh, telephone call from so-and-so. So I'm just going to write down everything that just shows up because the thing is I was noticing that they would happen and it would um, delight me like it was, oh my God, this just happened. Isn't it magic? And then three days later, I would go, "Oh shit!" But uh, where am I going to get my next client from? Because you know, how do you do that anyway? I don't even have a social media plan. Like, how am I going to work this? So then I'd go into doubt again. Yeah. So I, I real. So then I started tracking, and what that did for me is it turned the invisible into visible. It turned synchronicity into data and metrics. It gave me data and metrics and form around an energy that was happening. Uh, today, by the way, I've got like seven years of data. Wow! In my ever in my Evernote, <laughs> you should see there's seven years of data. It might be eight, and so it goes back and it's totaled because I'm a geek like this, right? So it's totaled by month, by quarter, by year. <laughs> And so, so what what happened really early on is I was able to say, "Man, this is reliable. This is actually really reliable." Uh, so when someone says, "Yeah, yeah, no, but but what's your real plan?" No, I have a very reliable plan. I have a I have a very reliable business development plan, and it's effortless, and it works this way. And and what I since learned, what I've since learned is. Through my increased attention to what was happening, through my increased attention as I noticed, and I'm going to say as I noticed and appreciated this, notice appreciation, the vibration of appreciation, that through law of attraction will become more. As I noticed and appreciated, that became more and more and more and more. Because that's what law of attraction does, is it keeps bringing more thought. More thought becomes more things.
0: (laughs) So I'm wondering then if um, I can't
1: really, like, suddenly decide to play with this because
0: we are always playing with it. But let's just say we want to play with our awareness of it. Yes. Might it be... um, Sensible or prudent, perhaps, then to to play with it in the context of something that you don't have something on. Like I had nothing on having that Mercedes, and there's there's other things as well, right? So um, if you're listening to this and, and, and think, okay, I, so I can see, I can see, yeah, I got really all this shitty, heavy, horrible energy around my business, and 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 a, and a few months ago, Dominic, I had a session with a coach who uh, had me consider. How was I treating my business uh, as if it was a relationship partner? What was my energy like with it? You know, and that really owed my eyes up to, yeah, exactly that. Energetically, what was my relationship with my business and started to change it in that respect. But I, so I'm wondering if 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 things really fear if there's so much heaviness around your business, client creation or a financial situation, cool, that could be a quite a huge shift. But there's always things we can
1: play with absolutely so there's a few things you said there and 3p tells tells us sid told us pay attention to well 3p will say sid said follow the feeling um abraham hicks says pay attention to the way you feel pay attention to the way you feel and nothing is more important than that you feel good so here's the thing i know when i'm in my business and it doesn't feel good i know what i'm creating Yeah, that's now what I know, right? So when I'm I'm paying attention to my business and it doesn't feel good. I know what I'm creating. However, today, I know it much earlier than before full manifestation. See, when you don't know that, then you think that your worry about your business is giving you information about your business. Remember that 3P says that, right? Don't right? So you think your worry about the business is giving you information about your business. Your worry, your feeling is giving you information about where your tuning is, what you're tuned into. Yeah. And so what you're tuned into is giving you thoughts by law of attraction is because you don't control your thinking, is bringing you thinking that is in the tuning that you're at. Do you really want to take this tuning and take your consciousness and feed this, bring it to life, and by the way, look over at your business with this? Do you really want to do that? Because And Abraham says, thank God we, that you, you all get a buffer of time from the moment the thought comes into your head to the point that it becomes oh. a thing. There's a buffer of time right so in the buffer of time it allows you to steer differently so today um and that may be it may be worthwhile to talk about the story that when i told you a later on story where something was negative Mm -hmm. i don't i think i was about uh it could have been four years in and and sorry, are we okay? In terms, if you
0: have time, yeah, I'm I have okay. time. I'm happy with for this yeah. episode to be as long because it's so fascinating and so potentially right, powerful. You, no. So, if you have time, I'm, I'm happy to carry I do, on. I'm yeah.
1: good. I'm, I'm, as you can <laughs> tell, I'm quite passionate here. <laughs> um, I um, so it's about four years in, and uh, and and here, you know, and what happens is, you know, in my business, it's flowing, it's effortless. And all I'm doing is I give attention to, I don't have goals, I don't have like a business plan at the beginning of the year. Like it's all kind of moving in a very, you know, we're like riding something, riding a flow of energy. So, but, you know, but I kind of look, I look to see what direction I'm looking in all the time. And so the direction for me is more. That's what it is. Next year (laughs) is more. The year after is more. <laughs> it is a further expression and expansion because because if you can be or do or have anything and the only limit is what your beliefs are self-limiting, right? The reason I'm interested in more because what more means is a greater self-expression. It means, like, it's not that my business becomes more and now I'm a big shot. That's <laughs> like Bullshit. What it is, is I'm interested in becoming more. I'm interested in expressing more of the infinite potential and possibility that is the energy that is me expressing into form. And the only way I'm going to know I'm doing that is my business is more next year than it is this year, if that's important to me. If it's not important to me, then I'll have more vacations this year than I had last year.
0: And it could be more yeah.
1: anything. Anything. Right? It can be more anything. Yes. Anything Abraham says, you know, like a lot of people will, um, a lot of teachers sometimes will uh, denigrate desire. You know what your trouble is, is you desire. You need to cut out your desire. <laughs> That's, you know, so, so some teachings speak to that. Abraham says, you can't cut your desire you cannot stop desire desire is the feeling of that source energy wanting to express through you you're not in control of that that's like if i use that is God wanting to use your life to express and experience more. You will never be able to control desire. You will never be able to stop the desire that is flowing through you. If you want to stop something, cut out your resistance to the desire. When you say you've got to stop desiring because it, it, that is the source of your pain, that's not the source of your pain. That is the source of your fulfillment and satisfaction. Desire and the expression of desires, the, the, that is the joy and the expression of it. Your pain is not caused by infinite possibility wanting to express more through the life that you live. Your pain is caused by your resistance to that, your bullshit beliefs, that hold back and resist, and that they say that you can't, and that you don't deserve, and that you justify being small. That is the pain that you feel. It is not coming from desire. There is no source to the pain. The pain is is self-caused the only source there is is the desire is the only source there is <laughs> beautiful yeah beautiful
0: way of putting it and i would describe that perhaps as the, the 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 pain is coming from as you've said like the resisting of the desire it's like in and that resistance can show up in a whole manner of ways like we give it meaning we give the desire a certain meaning and it can be a mean meaning that that you know that causes our discomfort and the, and the system's working beautifully then, that we feel discomfort, we're off track. Yes.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Kind yes, of that yes. simple. Thank, <laughs> thank you for that, because that's another beautiful Abraham teaching, which will be um, that you said it very well. The system works perfectly. And so, again, if you put a few of these things together, which is, hey, follow the feeling, follow the feeling. Well, do you really want, are you, who the hell would follow a feeling of pain? So it's follow the feeling. You want your feeling to joy, to the light. Right. So um, Abraham will. So the system works perfectly. So if you don't catch it and you are miscreating, miscreating with your thinking, which is resisting and, and and blocking desire, Abraham will say you will feel that. And the way you will feel that is in a dissonant energy to who you really are. And so that shows up as anxiety, fear, uh, anger, frustration, like any of those things. And Abraham will say, like, you can't get this wrong. You don't need any teachers. We are completely built to totally understand it. Abraham will say, "Um, if you don't catch that, that the miscreating that you're doing, if you don't catch it, Abraham says, oh, don't worry, it'll get worse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, 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 if, and if you don't catch it and you keep creating it and law of attraction brings you more and you stay with it, oh, don't worry, it'll get worse. Yeah, but now it's really bad. And, you know, and I, da, 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 da. oh, don't worry, it'll get worse. Because at some point it will wake you up. You will not be able to stand it to be because you're, by the way, the only thing feeding that miscreation is you, little you, little you with this interest and focus on bullshit thinking. That's the only thing that is creating that. It has no energy of its own because who you really are, source energy, is not feeding that. Who you really are is only feeding the direction of love, abundance, peace and joy. That is the only real thing that is wanting to express. And so as you give attention to this bullshit, you're the only one doing it. And so it will hurt and it will tire you out. It will tire you out, literally tire you out until you can't do it anymore. You uh, know, so
0: there's a story behind this podcast in relation to this as well. In that this this podcast came about, I've mentioned it numerous times before, but I, I discovered some uh, misrepresentation, if you like, embellishment um, in, that involved me by a mentor of mine, and I was so up, upset about it, and so I started digging more, looking for more embellishment and. Um, more t- tastefulness about this profession. And, of course, you know, you look for anything, you will find it. And at the same time, Dominic, my business was taking a slide, of course, because I was uh-huh. swimming in the shit, you know. Right. And yet, so I've mentioned this before, but what I, one day was uh, I overlook a college here and somebody put up a huge banner, my, probably my favorite all-time quote, and it's so applicable to everything that you, you, you've spoken of today the Gandhi quote you must be the change you wish to see nice. in the world like yeah. that like, there's so much wisdom in those few words yes. you know yes. and uh i i then that inspired the thought okay like i realized i didn't want to be swimming in all this crap i wanted to be doing something productive being created creative and that's how the podcast came about and that's like one example even a non-coaching example I I know there's I have a friend at the moment who's like doing some online dating and she will often send me you know pictures of guys like this guy I cannot believe this guy's here and he's tried to contact me and I'm like okay you know why I love you I'll always listen to you but is this where you want to put your energy into all these guys that are unsuitable because all the time like even sending that to me, you're giving right, it right, you're right, right, right. vibrating. You're you're giving the situation of here are a bunch of guys that I'm not interested in. You're giving that energy.
1: Hey, well isn't that that those those are such great examples and this this is where um where in it's interesting because in the teachings of abraham compared to 3p 3p says we need to save the world go out there teach all this stuff so that people understand it and we could save everybody if we do it but abraham says you have no obligation to take this anywhere and nobody needs any of this Right. Because we're just built to figure it out. We're built to figure it out. You're you're giving example after example. <laughs> a- a- Abraham. Abraham has a quote that says life. It says words don't teach only life experience can. Like a lot of people, you know, in, in these workshops will go to Abra- uh, talk to Abraham about how do I bring this to my family? How do I bring this to whatever? And Abraham says, worry about yourself get get yourself in order and stop trying to teach everybody right like just get yourself in order and you will teach through the clarity of your example you teach through the clarity of your example so you've given these great uh, uh, real life life teaches you no one taught you that life teaches you so your friend who's sending you right the here's here's another guy who's a jerk and who's like this right so there is a th- thought there's resistance now you are making it more because it's one thing when it's in your head when you speak it notice how much more momentum it has when you get into conversation with another person notice how much more that is how much more form there is there than when it exists as a thought in your head right You know, so when thoughts become things we give them more density of thinking, we are giving them more form. And so she's got some thoughts, but then she sends, then we write texts, then we speak. Now we are giving more form, be careful what you're giving form to, because you're creating it. You're creating it. This is what's going to happen. So
0: I'm wondering: do we do we then need to be more relentless with our with the focus of our energy in in attempting at least to only
1: focus on that which we desire? Oh, okay. So then, um, yeah, and you got to be careful because you know then people get all rigorous and look. I got (laughs) to control my thinking. I never want to think a bad thought and all that. and Abraham says, you're making too much of all of this. <laughs> it's like, it's not that hard, right? But so um, you said a few things, which is uh, which come up in, and I've heard in 3P as well. Like Michael Neal, I think, uses a lot where he'll say, um, look in a direction. And I don't know if he got that from Sid or something. He'll say, look in a direction, right? Well, Abraham says, ne- this is on the negative, but... Um, but it's equal to the positive, right? So Abraham had someone uh, with them in a conversation once. They were talking about uh, bad things happening in the world, and you know, uh, children being uh, abused, all this stuff, right? And and then Abraham says, "Well, you will find injustice. You will find injustice everywhere you look for it. And the more you look of it, the more you look for it, the more that you will find." So we can find abundance anywhere we look for it. And the more we look for it, the more that we will find. Um, So which way are you looking? Because the way you're looking is where. So when you understand that, it starts to not make a lot of sense to start to look at how uh, what are the statistics about coaches who earn good money? Yo, man, man, they're terrible. Not <laughs> a lot of coaches. Whoa, whoa. Hey, did you see this statistic? It actually says that most coaches make no money. Wow. And you know what? I actually don't even know of any. Co- yeah, well, yeah, sure, there's one or two, but you know, like, so the more you look for it, the more you will find, the more real it becomes for you. So, but, Here's the thing. Don't engineer. It's really as simple as just as Abraham says, you've got to you've got to care about the way you feel. You now is this not the most common sense thing you've ever heard? You need to care about how you feel. You see somebody there banging their head against the wall in extreme pain, talking to you about the pain and you and and they say, so what should I do? You say, well, <laughs> I think you just got to kind of care about the way you feel, because if you care about the way you feel, you won't do that anymore. Right. So it's not like what do I do? It's more like if you care about how you feel, that will guide you. So this was such a long way about to that specific example in my mind. <laughs> so here we were four years in, I want more and more and more in my business. I'm about three or four months into my fiscal year. I go into my accounting system and it's got the revenues minus the thing, right? This is in my online, right? I go into my, oh, I'm all cheery and happy. <laughs> I go in and I see the revenue line and my whole demeanor changes. And I go, wait a minute, we're three or four months in. I can do math pretty fast. <laughs> and I look at this and I go, that's not more, right? Like like if I do the calculation for the fiscal year, yeah, yeah. that's not more, right? In fact, not only is that not more, that's downright shit. Like that is really bad. <laughs> like, like, like this number is not at all, right? Well, so I felt the jolt of this. Like, like so if you, like, I felt like the, it, like, it hit me, like a pain to that. And my head goes into the, what the hell is going on? Like, how could this even happen? And uh, what am I doing wrong now? Like, what's going, like, what do I need to change? I start to spin into this, right? And um, I actually very quickly uh, caught this. I, I'm going to say like in a day or so, a day or two, I really quickly caught that uh, the pain of it or the feel of that. And so again, Abraham, is nothing's more important than that you feel good, right? Because where I'm tuning and where law of attraction is beginning to give me more evidence <laughs> is not a good thing. It's like, you see? i don't have a business plan there's not a structure to this look at it the whole thing's gonna fall apart (laughs) it's like it's all like right there right so so what do i do you want to you want to know the big genius true insight (laughs) because it's ingenious this insight that comes to me is i'm gonna stop looking at that number How's that? How's that for <laughs> an ingenious? Right. I kind of go. And then the next thought, and this is kind of the the whose thought was it? Right. So I get the thought, which is you got don't look at this number. Right. The very next thought that comes is what a stupid idea. <laughs> like, like, how is that ever going to help? right? So now I'm not going to look at this revenue number like as if this is going to help. so. So one of them was insight and wise, and the other one came to beat me up immediately. Now, um, so but but I knew another thing about thought, which is you cannot stop thinking something so you cannot. Abraham will say you cannot eliminate a thought. You cannot stop a thought. You can only emphasize you can only emphasize thought. You can only put emphasis on thought. So for you to stop thinking, it's not possible, but you can emphasize anything you want. And so what did I do? I created a set of metrics to emphasize about my business. I created new clients, referrals coming in, uh, feedback about the impact of the coaching. People, it was, so I created a set of um, metrics that really really good about my business and really pointed to the success and impact that I was having fast forward three months or four I now have I get this check which was the biggest I'd ever received in my business and now I'm in my accounting system because I need to go in and deposit and uh, (laughs) so I got to go like put it into the accounting system and my my attention drifts upwards (laughs) i look at the number and i go now that's more like it (laughs) (laughs) that number is more that number is more that is a year that is that is going through more so i wanted to give that example of how did i do it and i didn't do it by instigating a new social media plan and all of that yeah
0: cool And and you know what In this, perhaps I'll just bring this bit out. So even if somebody is sceptical in this, I still think there's something that people can take away from this. And that's just this, what looks to me like a a simple fact of the matter is that if I feel good, I tend to have more helpful ideas and more loving. I'll talk a lot about people getting in touch with love, same thing. Yeah. always feels good right my favorite question what would love do that is essentially asking yeah you know, of the intelligence of love whatever or whatever other name we want to give to this greater intelligence to be guided by that so i can at least see that am i making more am i making decisions that are likely to lead me to connecting with people to a prosperous lifestyle to developing um fruitful relationships all that stuff am i gonna am i gonna get am i gonna make decisions that am i gonna make my best decisions that lead to those kind of things when i feel good or when i feel crap nice really as simple as that simple as that's why i think you know the, the, the the reason that um abraham talks about like the best thing you do is just do something that has you feel
1: good and, and and just to catch it isn't even do something mm,
0: right right right
1: it isn't even do something yeah. it's care it's care about that yeah nothing yeah. is more important than that you feel good and and so it, it it's kind of interesting because if i'm not feeling good while i look at my business then it's like my hand went to a hot stove so it just backs off mm-hmm. right so and then i look at what i do feel good about well, I, I i do love my house and i do love the flat the way the landscaping is yeah. so it's it, it is simply a shifting you, your question was a beautiful question because you said what would love do it's like your what would love do in this situation that that question yeah. is a looking yeah. in the direction of who you really are in source energy and when when you're worried about your business you're not looking from that question. So so you're like, you put your hand on a hot stove. Now you're worried, where's my next client coming from? Take your hand off the hot stove. It's common sense. It's not anything you would do. and And what feels better is to wonder what love would do. That just feels better. And so why don't why don't I stay there? Why don't I feed that a little bit instead of, Keeping
0: my hand on a hot stove. Yeah, Dominic, this has been a, f- oh. I mean, a fabulous episode. It's much longer than I would normally do. And I'm really conscious. I hope listeners are still with us. I'm sure they are. But <laughs> but I want to I just finish really on to how, how does your business look now? Um, and whilst I get it, you haven't set specific goals, but I'm guessing that were, you were following some desires and whatever. So can you really yeah. kind of briefly um, yeah. give us an overview of what business has, has looked like? And, and yeah. How, how that's developed.
1: Yeah. And and that's really been beautiful because what happens is t- today it's a particular way I'll describe it in its form. Right. Mm. But the how it got from a seed yeah. of thought, how it got from a seed of thought to this form is is some like really quite beautiful way in which it all kept moving and asking of me what it needed um, all the way through. And and so, uh, so today I do three things. I, I do one to one coaching, executive coaching. I work with teams in coaching teams or I train leaders and people managers to be great coaches rather than good bosses. So I do some training around coaching skills. Yeah. So it's evolved and focused into this. Right. And then every one of those things would have a story about how this one came, how that one come. The commonality in the story is that there was um, an interest, an urge, um, something that said, hey, look, look at me, look at over here, team coaching. You are you curious about team coaching? (laughs) And and, then it kind of like led down a path and getting a further, you know, more certification and and, you know, and it turns out it turns out there's a lot more money there when you're working with the CEO and their direct report team and all of that. So it's all very consistent with where, you know, the other desires. So then and same with training leaders and people like all of these, these kind of happen. All of the structures uh, happened at points where the next thing was required. I, I did this engagement once, uh, in, um, in, it was with a bank, a commercial banking unit, and I was, go- I was training uh, about 42 vice presidents. And part of the way the program worked is they would have a workshop and then they would do four one-hour coaching sessions. You do the math, I needed to take 42 people times 4 one hour coaching sessions and get them scheduled over a certain amount of time. I almost died because it was now all of a sudden this urge. Imagine the resistance of, oh, my God, how do you do this? Right. And all of a sudden what happened and arose was a scheduling system. You know, I have an automated scheduling system that. So the form of my business simply grew like a plant. A seed was planted, and then it grew, and flowers came, and then branches went off. And, and then there were things that I didn't like, so I trimmed them. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I stopped that, stopped this. And today it's a thing that it is and will continue to flourish. Yeah, beautiful.
0: And I can see there's a lot of joy around it
1: for you, which, uh, again, that's another clue. <laughs> it, 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 it does feel good it does feel good and 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 just to be like to be real because this is you know keep it real is your podcast right it's about keeping it real right it's about you want to get to the nitty gritty as well so it feels good and that's where my time and attention goes and when my time and atten- when my attention goes to i really want to expand this thing but I don't know anything about that. How am I going to do that? Oh, that would mean I'd have to understand social media. And don't tell me that I need to SEO my website. Please do not tell me that. Now you're telling me I need to create a mail. Like once my mind gets into that, I'm like, bang, I like back right off. There is no productive thinking in that. And what I realize is I back off until I can think better. That doesn't mean I'm going to figure it out. But what I'm saying is I back off until something wiser occurs to me that would move me over back into that uh, realm. And I trust that if I need to go in that realm in order to achieve full desire or full expression, I trust that wisdom will come. And if I never do, I'm I'm good with it. I'm fine. (laughs) So...
0: Uh, Don't thank you so much. So, just really to finish on this final point, and very briefly, if you had, um, yeah, all of our listeners in one room, which you kind of have in a way, but you just have a thirty-second message for them, like the one thing for them to take away from this conversation, what would that be?
1: What you appreciate will appreciate. What you appreciate, you will get more of. Look for what you appreciate about your business, about your relationships, about your life. That will give you everything you want. It will give you everything you want.
0: Mm. Thank you so much, Dominic. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. So after we stopped recording the episode, as is usual and in agreement with my guests, I continued to record. And I asked Dominic, to what extent are you talking about this stuff with your clients? With his agreement, here's his comprehensive response.
1: So this question about how this fits with clients is a really important question. Um, so, yeah, that would be good for coaches. So, so I'm immersed, right, in three principles, immersed in um, uh the teachings of Abraham, the purpose of that immersion is self serving. The purpose of the immersion is self serving. It is for me to transform and to apply in my life. Well, so let's be really, really clear. It is not to learn something so that I can whatever, right? It is completely useful for me, right? So that part when it comes to grounding is, is really, really important. And if anybody thinks that my grounding isn't coloring my coaching in a very powerful way, they're nuts. Right. So but but here's the thing. So I said three P. I said Abraham. But let me tell you some a third thing that I have a lot of rigor around and that is coaching. I have a lot of rigor. I've done a there's a podcast with Ann Kush or a Zoom with Ann Kush where I say, you know, the difference between teaching, mentoring, consulting, et cetera, and coaching. So a lot of rigor I've got and a lot of immersion and studying of the form of coaching what makes effective coaching. I'm a certified coach with the mm. credential coach with International Coaching Federation. I continue to do training in coaching, right? Uh, not, not 3P, obviously nothing to do with Abraham, is just pure in coaching. So the principles in coaching are I remain a coach. So I do remain a coach when I'm with clients. So how does this fit my clients? Um, They, we are never, I shouldn't say never, in a teaching interrelationship about me who is teaching them something that they don't know because I know that it would be good for them. The way that coaching works is I am always on their agenda. They are paying for a coaching relationship because they have a desire and something that they want. We will always be focused on that. And then my grounding is, in, is impacting my questions. So I have uh, executives who will talk about I'm trying to put this project forward and I'm and there is such conflict because finance won't support it and IT won't support it and whatever. Well, as they're talking, there's you know, there's so many things I know. I know that um, the problem that they're discussing is made of thought. So the minute I know that, I'm now less tempted to ask them the details about the other guy and what's going on and what's the situation. Did they cut the budget or not? Because like I know that the actual problem is made of thought. Right. So there's no way I'm asking those questions. I'm now challenging their thinking. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, use, I'm using questions that are going to be about thought. The other thing I know about is from an energy perspective. I can listen and I can hear them pushing against something. I can hear them protesting something, what finance is doing or what IT is doing. And what do I know? I know that when you push against anything, you emphasize it and it becomes more. The conflict becomes more. So it causes me to ask a question to, well, wow, I can really get what you are against. I can really get what you are not aligned with. So what is it you stand for? I shift the question that goes in the opposite direction. So this is how it informs my coaching.
0: I was curious whether you would, we use this term a lot, like, would that question naturally. Have you start them to inquire of their energy so that they start becoming more conscious of that
1: um they absolutely will um walk away with by the way here's the curious thing like I'll go anywhere if the client takes me
0: yeah
1: <laughs> i'm not i'm not I'm not afraid i'm I'm go anywhere right, and I'm not hiding anything yeah. right. By the way, I make it very easy for clients to go places because I'm pretty explicit,
0: I think right? I'm very, but very silly, sort of... see? That's why I can really relate to it because I don't yeah. feel I'm... I, I don't get somebody on a call with the intention to teach
1: yes. anything, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. But
0: um, I don't know that I would, like, outrule it, outlaw it as such, yeah. if you like, yeah. if that's really what
1: occurs. Right on. And I so I have found myself in conversations where I will say to a client... Um, you know, I'm going to let me ask you, I, I would like to step back from this subject just for a second. And what I'm about to talk about is going to appear rather theoretical. It'll appear not related to this. But uh, if we could just for a few minutes, I'm just going to throw a few things out there and then we're going to come back and see if we see anything. Right. So I've done that. But here's the cool. So I've done that. I've kind of let, let me say I've tempted them. I've um, I've put a carrot out there about this interesting thing that, you know, we're looking at and it is sometimes surprising to me how. Um, there have been some clients where I have directly sent them. 3p material and teachings and that I've directly sent it because literally the conversation went that far and And they're like, um, oh, yeah, that was really cool. I like that. So anyway, here's what's going on today and (laughs) and, Which is fine, so then I kind of you know, I bring it back. I'll relate back to it or whatever, but do I feel compelled to uh, force any teaching on anybody? The reason I don't is because uh, they are connected to their own innate wisdom. And that's not a belief I have. That's a knowing I have.
0: But I it's- guess the question was really about looking in the direction of the role of energy. At least, like, I don't know how can we do that without teaching or just simply have you how are you feeling by the way when this is going on you know
1: that's the way that's the way how do you feel so as you're thinking about this project yeah tell tell me what what's going on with you as you think about this project that you just picked up okay well i'm kind of worried about it I'm really anxious about it. I'm really da 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 right? Like, so they get often will... And maybe right? not
0: so directly, I might be
1: asking them, well, have you noticed the kind of ideas you get, how they differ when you're in the shower or on a nice oh, walk oh. or... You
0: know. this, so, this,
1: okay, so this, that's great because I was working with this. The, yeah, one of my clients literally says to me, um, if I... but But what do you... I said, well, you know, so that's feeling that way, right? Like it was worried and anxious and whatever. And so I said to him, well, I, hang on a second, let's look at this. Um, if you, if you're with a client from that place of that anxiety and that whatever, what? How do you think the likelihood? in terms of you being compelling and enrolling and engaging and maybe landing the client. Is it better there or is it better when you've been in the other place, in the place of confidence and right? Like yeah. so so is worrying about your business supporting you to be in a place where you can close more deals, where you can get more real estate listings, where you can get more, right? where where you tell me where do you think you need to be in order to be in the have the highest odds right of that yeah. so it's in that way that they kind of can see for themselves right and and i've literally used what you said too which is to say what kind of ideas do you think if we kept going right now what kind of ideas do you think we can come up with what will they be like what are they going to be about right <laughs> so they'll see that yes
0: Well, that was indeed a fascinating conversation with Dominic. If you've listened this far, I'd love to hear from you about this episode and what you've got from it and how you will use that. Please do get in touch. Okay, so finally, let's wrap this up here. Thank you indeed for listening. I wish you much love and joy.